0: Entrepreneurs on Boyne The Brew, you're now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Entre Brewer Podcast. I am your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We'd love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests. This way, we can get more content out to more people. Today, I'm joined by somebody who I've been watching for a few years now from a distance continuously level up time and time again. Many of you listening probably know and have heard who he is, and I'm sure have seen the incredible things that he's working on. He's an expert when it comes to growing and scaling service-based businesses. I'll let him tell you more about his story and the must-attend event he's throwing later this year, Profit Rocket Summit. My guest today is Victor Rancor. He is the CEO at Profit Rocket. Victor, welcome to the show, man
0: what's up adam glad to be on man thanks for uh glad we're finally able to connect and then hopefully we can help some people you know try to level up a little bit
1: yeah no i love that man i've been a huge fan of yours just watching over the past couple years just seeing all the different seasons of life that you're going through and uh, i know it's not obviously all bells and whistles and super simple and easy so um kudos to you for just keep rolling with everything i've seen you you know on bradley's podcast just doing some amazing things with your events speaking on stages i know you and i are going to share the stage coming up on saturday in kansas city but tell us a little bit about you kind of where you got started in entrepreneurship and where you're at now man
0: yeah i mean obviously you know my my background i guess would say would be in the home service space obviously hvac is where i got started about eight years ago answering a craigslist ad man like i i had no idea what hvac stood for Um, all i know is i was broke and i needed a job and they told me they would pay me and give me a truck to drive so i jumped off the answer that craigslist ad showed up for an interview And just fell in love with it, man. I fell in love with the opportunity, just like any sales job, right? Like there was an opportunity, they showed me the pay plan and there was opportunity for me to work harder and make more money. Right. And, and I always look at it, like I always look for like, you know, high level earning potential jobs. Right. And HVAC became one of those. And I didn't know much about it, uh, but I knew that if I worked my butt off that I'd be able to figure it out. So, you know, I ended up becoming a technician. Uh, And worked my butt off. I literally, I did nothing for the first year besides for go home, go to work, go home and study HVAC, study sales, study like the technical side of it. And I very quickly became the top technician in the country as far as a selling technician in the country. Um, Through there, I kind of grinded my way to wanting to become a one of the top salesmen in the country. And uh, for that, it was like it was very difficult. I just kind of only, I only hung out with winners. I wouldn't communicate with anybody that wasn't good. I wouldn't hang out with anybody at work that wasn't going where I where it wasn't, where I was wa- wanted to be, or wasn't going where I wanted to be. Um, so I, I kind of just became obsessed with figuring out who the best people were and try to follow them, listen to them. Uh, and obviously like everything else, right? It's R and it's D, right? Robin duplicates. Uh, so I had to figure out how to do what they're doing and then how to make it better. Mm. Uh, so I worked my way up becoming a sales guy, uh, got recruited, um, got recruited by another local company. Uh, they paid me a lot of money. They pretty much said, Hey, we're going to bring you in to be uh, not only do sales, but help us run the operations too. So I got to learn the uh, the back end of running a business, right? So there's one there's one side of communicating to customers, going out to houses, selling product. Then there's a whole other side of running the inside of the business, right? How to dispatch calls, how to deal with upset customers, how to deal with you know office staff, right? It's a whole different beast than the field staff. Uh, so I did that for about a year. Um, doing that, like I said, it kind of, it kind of proved to me that it was possible what I can do. Uh, but keep in mind, I was still pretty young at that point. So, you know, I, I decided to have my, you know, I guess you call your entrepreneurial seizure at 28 or 28, almost 29 years old. Um, and I was, so yeah, my, I started the business about five years ago, August, uh, 2018, and I literally had no plan, no direction, no idea what I was going to do, but I just said, okay, I'm going to start a business. And then five days later I had a business and I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know how to freaking set up an LLC. I didn't know how to set up credit card processing. I didn't know how to get customers. I didn't know anything besides for how to sell air conditioners. Um, But I just jumped into it. I quit my job. I was, you know, we're selling about, I was making about a half a million dollars a year selling air conditioning. And now all of a sudden I got no job and no income. And I had to kind of figure it out. So, and, and my bills didn't stop. So that was fun. Mm. Um, but I think that's what kind of lit the fire under my ass. It's like either, you know, I always use the term like um, what's it called? Burn the ships. Right. Mm. And you know, it's, you can either, you can either put one foot in one foot out or you can just go all in and say, this is the only opportunity I have. And, and that's kind of what I did. And, and that's kind of blossomed from there. So yeah. So my background, like I said, is HVAC. And now, um, you know, I've started a company on Southern California called absolute airflow And I scaled it uh, to one of the fastest growing companies in the home service space in the entire country. And then I exited about two months ago, I sold that business. And now I'm an investor in in companies all over the country. And then now I also help contractors Learn and understand numbers, learn and understand sales, learn and understand how to acquire customers, obviously how to run a business and how to acquire talent is kind of what I teach now.
1: Mm, I love it. I, and, I, and I've heard your story before. I love hearing that obviously started kind of just from a Craigslist ad all the way through the evolution that you had and how quickly that's transpired. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, I was driving to that interview with a freaking 92 Honda Accord with freaking no window in the rain. Dude. Like Literally the window wouldn't work. So I had to like put plastic over that shit and it was raining. I remember on the way there. So yeah. I had ball tires, all that, you know, just, you know, I had I was broken. I needed to make money. That's all I knew. And I still remember they wanted to make me an installer. They didn't want me to be a technician. I was like, no, no, no. I want to be the one that gets to make the money. Like, fuck yeah. that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love and for those listening to the audience, I know we have a lot of, you know, contractors and service-based businesses that listen, but What he said in his first year after he got that job is that he wasn't hanging out with, you know, people that weren't trying to win, but he was also taking time after work to go study his craft. And I think that probably set you up so well for everything you would do down the line up until this point, knowing that, hey, I don't know what I don't know, but I'm always going to invest in something else and invest in myself and try to get to that next level.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's obviously that's the key to anything you want to be successful in, right? Like how do you condense time, right? You, well, you have to, you have to put it all in and and mm. so many people, you know, they get off of work and they don't want to study. They don't want to do anything else. They want to shut it off. And, and I knew that if I shut it off, I wasn't going to get there as fast as I wanted to go. Mm. But I like, keep in mind when I went to work, like I didn't fuck with nobody like I didn't want to hear any negativity I didn't want to hear nothing like I would put headphones in in the morning because all the technicians and all the guys like the calls suck the weather suck and blah 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 and all this bullshit And I'm like dude I don't fuck with you people like they had like 60 technicians in a room
1: yeah
0: and we'd all have we all sit and we all sit in our seats right I always sat front row center because I didn't want to listen to them I didn't want to look at them I didn't want to do anything with them besides for kick their fucking ass yeah and that's just always been my mindset since I guess in day, day one I guess
1: love it Love it, man. So talk to us a little bit. Obviously, you're, you're you know, out of running the day-to-day of the company. You're now helping companies, consulting, investing in them, all those types of things. What are some things that you're seeing right now? Because I work with a lot of contractors. I know a lot of contractors are, are listening to this episode. What are you seeing in terms of the industries right now? I know there's a lot of talk, everything from private equity, roll-ups, just the economy not being what it's, what, what, it, what it was over the last couple of years. What are some of the trends that you're seeing?
0: Well, I mean, if you're a business that's looking to exit, right? Like, I think you missed a, a big opportunity over the last two years. Uh, multiples are higher than they ever were going to be. The the space is really hot, right? Coming off of COVID, like COVID created this fake bubble. Um, and a lot of people don't, don't realize that. Or they thought like, oh, it's going to keep going. And they're like, oh, home services is going to take off like forever. But you're seeing a lot of companies this year going flat right and a lot of private equity groups are now starting to pull back from acquiring new business and they're trying to focus and greenfield the ones that they currently have they're so finding that because interest rates are so high that it's costing them so much money to go acquire these businesses that it's hard to get an roi on it mm. so they're saying well we already have these businesses why don't we take that money and just put it into marketing right marketing and recruiting so a lot of the big private equity groups have stopped buying and then now we're seeing the companies that want to go to market that, you know, maybe last year they would have got a 12 X or a 10 X or whatever it is. And they're seeing that their multiples have dropped. And on top of that, you know, especially in the HVAC space, you know, since since COVID happened, right? And pretty much any industry, right? Like what's happened to our cost of goods, our cost of goods have gone exponential, right? Inflation has gone exponential, right? And then obviously the wages of employees have gone up crazy too. So like everything's going up and the the customer, the consumer right now doesn't have the capital to continue to keep buying at that rate or continue to buy at the price that we need to keep that same margin. Mm. So we're seeing a lot of companies that might be doing more revenue, but their margins are going smaller, right? And these are things that I'm seeing across the board and and you gotta figure out how to pivot and how to adjust to the new market. Um, You know, I just think that there's a lot of these top heavy businesses that have a lot of management, a lot of overhead and all these things and everything was great and they're buying like crazy and doing all these things and buying big buildings and all this stuff. Well, those are the businesses that are gonna struggle over the next two years. I think that you're gonna see a, a, you know, a, a retraction in the, in the, in the industry. And I think it's going to go back to, you know, where it should be, right? We, we should be able to operate our businesses with the least amount of humans possible and keep our overhead low to be able to hit the margins to be able to take care of the customer on a lower price mm. and be able to hit the money that we need to make money. And I think the, the guys that, you know, that wonder during COVID are going to find out that it's a new landscape and they're going to get their fucking ass kicked if they don't wake up pretty quick. So I think that's, that's my two cents on it, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but this is what I'm seeing nationwide is that the companies that, are fat and happy or are, are all of a sudden they're, they're starting to pivot and we're seeing layoffs and we're seeing a lot of things that, you know, they didn't expect to happen because they thought it was, you know, recession proof mm-hmm. and recession proof, dude, like people need to have money to be able to afford our services. So, yeah. Um, and also financing, right? Financing is a big deal. Like if anybody knows how financing works, right? Your financing company, they want to loan you money. Well, they got to go buy that money on the open market, right? So they were buying it at one, two, three percent and they were selling it to you at eight and they're get that, they get that gap, right? Mm-hmm. They get that arbitrage in the middle. Well, that arbitrage is now getting this small. So why the hell do I want to keep loaning that money out? And now the risk has gone way up, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing that consumers are going to do, they're going to stop paying that that more that that loan they got on their air conditioner, so they can they can feed their family. Mm-hmm. So they pay for their car, they pay for their house, and so and you're seeing a lot of credit declines throughout the industry. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, why can't we get them approved, dude? I wouldn't lend those people. I wouldn't lend those people my money. Yeah. Like, why would you think the bank wants to lend them the money, dude? And and because they gotta they, they sell these loans, they they give the loans out, and then they gotta go resell the loans on the open market to make the money back. Mm. So we're seeing higher interest rates at a lower approval rate, which is causing revenues to go down. And a lot of companies that are at that high margin price are struggling.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, exactly what you said is, is was what I'm hearing and kind of my take on the market, seeing from working with a lot of these businesses. A lot of people got into business that probably shouldn't have been in business. Also, they had success in business, you know, by nothing other than just being in business. And everybody that was actually really, really good was just too busy to actually do the work.
0: Yeah. And it, like I said, it's a market correction, right? It happens all the time and it's it's something that you got to be prepared for. And I, and I can say, you know, I'm glad I got out of my big business because you know, even I'm seeing that they, the guy that bought the business, and they're not hitting the numbers they thought they were going to hit. Right. Mm. And I saw it coming and I saw what was happening and I'm like, I got to get out before I think this, I think this winter, For the hvac space is going to be the worst winter that we've ever had Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be dead and the signs are the signs are pointing that way nationally like you can see the search volume's not there Mm -hmm. for the summertime but what happens when when there's no weather right where it's not even hot it's not cold and we got those in between seasons and we're just not going to have the demand that they have. And now we got a bunch of managers, a bunch of people that are on salary. We got that. Our daily overhead isn't going to adjust until we let people go. Mm. And I think it's going to happen. If I'm, if I'm a manager right now and I got a big salary, i better be busting my fucking ass because you're not going to have that job very long. I promise you that.
1: Mm, Yeah. So what are some things with, with the, you know, that you're trying to take a look at it as far as opportunities in companies, like if you're looking to invest or consult or do whatever, like what are things are you looking for in companies right now?
0: So, you know, Profit Rocket, we do things a little bit different. Like I think that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the best practice organizations and stuff like that have taught a certain way for a certain amount of time. And and I think that those, things worked Right. But we teach things a little bit differently. We teach people how to run a business as efficiently as possible. Right. How do I cut overhead? How do I market right? How do I run a service call that's going to help generate money? How do I track my numbers correctly to make sure that my guys are doing exactly what I asked every time and just putting better processes in place. I think, like I said, we have to get real lean and mean in the business and we got to teach these guys how to actually make money, but it's going to come back to doing hard work. And you know, a lot of people are like, I want to work on my business, not in my business. I think that the guys that go back to working in their business and becoming part of the day to day and becoming, uh, becoming the leaders again, or they'd be the guys that win. And and so like, for me, I go and I, I look to invest in a young hustler, right? Somebody that, you know, maybe has the drive. He wants to work hard. He wants to do all these things. He doesn't have the capital. He doesn't have the know-how. Right. So I look for young entrepreneurs that, I can go in there and say, hey, look, I'm going to make you Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady's going to know how to run the plays. And you got to have a coach behind you. I'll be Belichick. You be Brady. You go run the plays. I tell you to run. I'll bring in some capital. I'll teach you guys how to do this and we'll go win together. Um, And I think a lot of guys are undercapitalized right now. And then they try to go get money from the bank. They can't get it. And even then, when they get the money, everybody always says, I need more money in my business. Dude, you don't need more money. You need to know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not making money with the money you have now, you're not going to make money with extra money. You're going to spend it.
1: (laughs) Yep exactly just gonna expose what's already there talk to yeah. us a little bit uh about i know you're throwing a big event and we'll put all that stuff in the show notes but talk to us about profit rocket summit and everything you got going on with that
0: yeah i mean uh you know profit rocket growth summit september 27th through 29th in austin texas and you know this is our third event uh i operate differently than most events like most events are you know kind of however how you should run a business right try to cut costs and, and try to you know try to get the, the best product you can for as cheap as possible uh, we just do things different. I want an experience, right? I don't run these events to make money. Last year, I lost like 400 grand on it. Um, I, th- I throw them to throw an ex- have an experience that so people come celebrate and they can come learn, right? And obviously, on the back end, you know, I'm hoping and praying that it builds a brand and I and I get to get some residuals and make some money on other things outside of the event but I just go all out, man. I want things to be exciting. I think that a lot of these trade shows, a lot of the guys are just cutting so much cost and you get there and it's a fucking snore fest. They don't, they don't, they're not paying attention to consume the end product of what it's supposed to be at. All they're looking at is their money, mm. right? If you put the money first and put the experience second, you're never going to win. So with profit rocket, we put the experience first, you know, I got some amazing speakers. Um, you know, obviously I got Tim Grover, Uh, Marcus Luttrell, but mainly I got a lot of industry people that have done what people are trying to do, right? Mm. I have some of the biggest uh, names in the industry. I got some big operators, guys that have ran big businesses, but I also have guys that have started businesses in the last five years and have scaled them faster than other people have in their history, right? So I got guys that went from 2 million to 25 million in in a two-year period. Mm. Well, how do you do that? Well, a lot of people want to know how to do it. And these guys are not something that's, they're not any different than anybody else. They put a plan in place and they executed. Uh, so we're going to have that. We're going to also have guys that have built big businesses in a small market in a short period of time. Uh, so everything that you learn there is going to be from operations to marketing to sales to to uh, obviously buying and selling businesses or stuff you're not going to learn at these other events because most of it is just raw, raw shit, right? I don't spend my money to get rah-rah. I spend my money to get something that's actionable, something that I can implement in my business, something that's going to help me win today. Mm. And that's what Profit Rocket's all about. We're about teaching you stuff that's going to help you win when you go home to your business and how fast can you input that stuff into your business to help you win. Mm. And that's all I care about. And obviously, the experience is fun, too. We throw big-ass parties. Uh so we have like a big welcome reception party, you got a live band that's going to be there playing and then we have we always have our after party so people that sign up for our party pass or VIP will get access to the after parties that we have that and those are like the really where you get a lot of the a lot of the information too
1: because
0: mm. you're inter, you're interacting with some of, some of the best guys in the country and you can actually communicate with them. You know, I'm very approachable at my events, like most people that like kind of hide them in the corner. If you see me at my event, I'm shaking hands and talking to every single person. I made a point last year to literally shake every single human's hands that came to my event last year. And there's about a thousand people there. So I took my time and met every single person, talked to them and and helped them, you know, give them my ideas of what they can do. And then obviously I I make sure that, you know, that when you leave there, you're gonna have all the information. So we get notebooks, you're gonna get all the information the guys talk about, and you're gonna have actionable stuff you can take home. So that's what Profit Rocket's about. Um, this is our third event. We're expecting about like 1,500 to 2,000 people this year, which is kind of crazy for a third event, I guess.
1: It's incredible. Yeah, especially in, in and especially in today's market where everybody's seeing dips and just like crazy, crazy, hey, we're expecting this many people and then like nobody shows up. The one thing I love that you said though there is that you're not like cutting crap out. You're not just doing the rah-rah stuff. And I've seen it from a distance of what you guys actually do and see how it's different. And you mentioned like, hey, I'm not making Making money off this event, everybody thinks the people that throw events, and we've ran our own events before as well. You're just making tons of money. You're lucky if you break even, knowing the bigger picture on the back end.
0: Yeah. So people don't realize, especially when you do it at this scale, right? Like I could have just like rented out some little fucking little ballroom, and you know, just got to build my built my own stage and put a little, you know, put a backdrop behind it, and then you know, invited people, right? like we have a, it's a big production. Like I've been doing this, we've been planning it for a year. Uh, we rented out the entire hotel, which is like one of the nicest hotels in Austin, Texas. Mm. Um, obviously we have, you know, the, from the, from all the stuff that we're building inside of the event is is not cheap. So I'm going to, I think I put out about, since January, I've put out over a million dollars of my own cash, and I got to float that since January. Mm. And then on top of that, I gotta, you know, I gotta market this thing. I gotta hope people are gonna come. And then obviously, the landscape of of all these events is is different than it has been in the past, mostly because travel is expensive, right? Um, you know, people's businesses are down. And then obviously the cost of going to these events and missing time at work and all that stuff is expensive. So like, if it's not worth it, then why are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I think the, a lot of the events next year are, are just not going to happen. I think people that got into, I think they're going to make a bunch of money are not going to be able to compete or do it anymore. And I, I hope they do because I don't think they belong in the space unless they're really, really to put in the work and willing to sacrifice what it takes to put on something that's going to make people actually want to come out and actually enjoy it and actually be able to take something actionable. And that's what, like I said, it's, we just do things a little bit different. Mm. We're not, parading the same people on stage over and over and over again and and, and just giving you rah-rah
1: mm-hmm. yeah no i think no different than the the all the different industries that are out there there's going to be events as well that don't come back next year or events that try to come back and they're just not going to have a following at all because they effed it up so bad this year in one of the most competitive markets before and people are throwing events for literally everything just thinking that they could make some money out of it just absolutely
0: insane Well, there's also, you know, there's conversations I've had with some of the other guys and and doing a consolidation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I told those guys, man, like, I don't, I don't care about making the money on it, but if you guys want to partner up, we could all make this thing happen together. And, and guess what? I'll take a lot of the stress off your back Mm -hmm. and, and, and you guys can still get your opportunity to get your customers and stuff like that. So like, if you do have an event, and you said, Hey Vic, let's team up. Like I would rather team up. Like, I think it's better to have one, badass event yeah. that have 10, you know, fragmented bullshit that, you know, you can't, you can't even afford to put on. <laughs> and I think that that would be a better route to go. And I've had some conversations with some of the other big events, you know, and I think that, you know, if we can come up with a good plan together, we can put on something special and, and, and be able to help mitigate the cost and be able to put on and be able to actually give the customers what they want.
1: Love it. Love it. Awesome, man. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation. Looking forward to connecting with you on Saturday as well. Can you tell us where people can stay connected with you online as well as the link to the website for Profit uh, Rocket Growth Summit? And we'll put all that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, if you guys are on social media, um, you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at Victor V I C T O R underscore Rancor R A N C O U R. I try to post you know a good amount of content that's you know relatable to, to home service business or business in general or motivational videos. Uh, same thing on Facebook, um, just Victor Rancor. Also, I run a Facebook group called uh, Profit Rocket Home Service Group. Uh, it's a free group. Go ahead and join that. And there's a lot of guys that go back and forth. You can ask questions in there. There's a lot of other entrepreneurs and other business owners or sales reps or stuff like that that you'll be able to communicate with and, and spitball ideas off of. And then if you, if you're looking for someone that can help you grow your business and and coach you and, and teach you and make you skip all the pain, man, like I went through so much pain growing my business and we didn't really cover a lot of that stuff, but I have my book coming out in November. That's going to kind of cover some of the stuff that happens when you try to scale a business so fast and the things that I would have done differently. And that's what I teach now at Profit Rocket, the things that I that I wish I would have done, and wish I would have known. Uh, but uh, if you go to callprofitrocket.com, you guys can schedule a demo. If you guys are in the home service space, we have our what's called our Profit Rocket Business Blueprint, which is like literally everything you need to know about how to run a business, how to run financials, how to market, how to, how to run sales calls, how to answer phones, how to exit your business. Everything is in there and there's like 450 videos, there's PDFs, there's like everything you can think of that you've been wanting to build, it's already in there, we've done it for you. So if you guys wanna check that out, you can. And we also have our weekly coaching calls. It's nine ninety five for a year. You get to join all of my, co- my, my, live coaching calls, but yeah. So, uh, hope you guys make it out to the event. If you guys go to the event, uh, and then event pages, uh, events.callprofitrocket.com, go ahead and sign up. You can use promo code Rancor R A N C O U R 200 for $200 off. Uh, you got to make sure to get your hotel booked by the 25th. Otherwise the rates are going to jump to the roof. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on Adam. I hope, uh, I hope that, uh, Everybody that listens uh, enjoys this. If you guys want any information, if you guys want to know more about my story, I also have a podcast, which is the Profit Rocket podcast as well.
1: Awesome, man. Well, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Appreciate you taking the time, man. I know you're super busy, so it means a lot. And I know people get stuff out of this episode.
0: Hey, don't be be drinking too much on that bachelor party, bro. You better show (laughs) up good on Saturday. I know how it rolls. I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to go. Now I'm excited for this one, man. It's a bunch of small contractors. Like that's that's my that's my passion, man. I like I like to help the small guys grow. Like some of my clients, man, have gone from like doing 400,000 a year to doing five, six, seven million a year, like within like less than twenty four months. And those are the ones that I that I really like. You know, when the bigger contractors come to me, I'm like, hey, you can I pawn you off to somebody else. I like taking that little guy, making him big, and that's that's kind of what my passion and where where I fit in this industry. So love it, man. It's gonna be a good time. Can't wait. Right, brother. I'll see you on Saturday.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And I, and I want to thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed.
0: I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.